And welcome to another episode of Dose and a Half Cinco's. This is episode number 41. Uh, this week we will be covering Drag Me to Hell as part of our... Ben, what did you call this series? Now that's what I call Cinco's. Yeah, that's right. And also Street <laughs> Shark Season 3, Episode 5. I don't remember the name of it. Rebel Shark. Who cares? Um, as always, I'm your host, David. I'm Stuart. I'm Stuart. I'm nope. <laughs> I, beat, I, I beat you. I beat you, you, you bitch. So, um, <laughs> originally, we were supposed to uh, have a guest on the show well, uh, as part of well, our live studio audience, but guest unfortunately, guest he lurker. was, yeah, 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 we'll call him audience member, right? I would have probably unmuted him during the laugh parts. Hopefully, he would have laughed on, on track. Joe, start laughing time. right now. We just said something. <laughs> cue him. Cue him. <laughs> um, so we'll just give it another shot. I'm going to give him a call and we this will is, see if he's this is like, available. This is like AM radio when they're like crank calling call someone. Forwarded to an automated voice messaging system. So this went straight to voicemail. Hey, Joe, this is the host <laughs> of the Don't Snap Cinco's podcast, your friend David. Uh, I know that and you I'm requested Stu. to be on the and call. I'm <laughs> and Ben and Stu just both introduced themselves, but uh, we just wanted to know that we're still available. We're recording the podcast as of eight ten. We actually postponed an entire hour just so that we can make you available, and you're still not here. So we just wanted to make sure you knew. Um, we waited for you, and I hope you feel terrible about it. All right, okay. Hey. Uh, okay enjoy the show, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Okay, bye. Bye. So um, outside of our movie of the week, Drag Me to Hell, uh, another Sam Raimi uh, special and uh, Street Sharks. What else have you guys caught up on, uh, Stu? I actually did a bit of a double feature when I watched um, uh, Drag Me to Hell, which first off, I need to contact the system system administrator of the Ben <laughs> website because apparently my IP address is blocked. Because oh. I tried a, the wrong password two times, and now I'm just permabanned oh. uh, from using it. <laughs> so I'm, I'm writing an email to the system admin. Maybe so, they have live tech support. Maybe we can get yeah, that. Maybe, they, maybe let me call them up. Hang on. Let me call up their tech support. It's ringing. Okay. Oh, wait. Hold on. I'm going to call. Hello? Uh, hi, uh, I'm trying to use Benflix right now, and it says my IP is blocked uh, from trying the password too many times. Oh, okay, and sure. I... Uh, could you uh, provide me your MAC address? Sure. Uh, one second. I'm really sorry about this. It was really weird. When the guy I was, who gave me the password, the account, he made my account and password the same thing and oh, never man. bothered to tell me that. Oh, that's weird. Okay. <laughs> uh, what do you mean? Go. You don't have password as password? David, shut up. I'm trying to talk, get this fixed here. Hang on. Uh, okay. Mac address is... Actually, wait. I'm on my laptop. We are in the middle of a show. You waste a film. Oh, sorry. Uh, I'll call you back, tech support. Uh, okay, sure. Yeah, sorry, guys. I had a call there. What's up? All right. Um, so outside of the double feature of Drag Me to Hell, what else uh, did you see? Oh, Stu? yeah. I didn't even mention what the double feature was. Uh, it was... Um, Cabin in the Woods. Ooh. Uh, oh. it, was, it was like, hey, you just watched Drag Me to Hell. Want to watch this one? And I'm like, okay. Okay, Amazon. <laughs> you got me. Ooh. Even though it's, it's 1 a.m. right now, I'll watch it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> 1 a.m. on a Monday. 
Yeah. Sure. Why not? Wow. Um, yeah. yeah. What about you? Uh, what about you, Ben? Me? Uh, well, actually, had a busy week. I actually went to the Frida Cinema showing of the Princess Bride. Oh, dang! I wanted. I tried to get. Yeah. Well, he did. Fi. Yeah. Yeah. He did. Fuck. He. He did invite. (laughs) (laughs) He did invite. I. I was just a little bit too late. They sold out by the time. Uh, I got to it. Yeah. It. It sold out within the minute. So. Uh huh. Uh, but it was so popular they did two more showings of it. So. What? I didn't know that they did that. I thought they wait. They released the tickets on the same day. No, it was a Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so but I, how, how was it? It was uh, pretty good. You know, I thought it was going to be really chaotic. You know, but uh, they were very organized, very professional. They did got everything. Your, where did you park your bike? Uh, so there was special. <laughs> That's your only mode of transportation nowadays, right? <laughs> yeah, that is. Yeah, they. I, I was parked behind all the giant trucks. So. <laughs> I, and did you have to lock your bike just in case if somebody were to try to steal it? Yeah, so I locked it up to the truck in front of me, but then it drove off. So uh, <laughs> it's a really long walk from Fullerton to Irvine. I had to walk home. <laughs> but now, yeah, it was it, it was pretty cool though. Was it the thing where like you put a box in your car and that's how you get the audio? Or do they have like is it because it's twenty twenty? It's like oh, you can pair it with your Bluetooth, uh, you know, car stereo. Nope, all FM radio. Oh, that's whack. Was it like were you catching like Spanish radio stations? every now and then no it was actually uh really clear i was really surprised too because it was on 106.9 and i thought i'm probably gonna hear fucking smash mouth or something (laughs) rock yeah or or kevin (laughs) the ghost of kevin and b uh but yeah it was was pretty clear it was really cool you know they did announcements over the radio and everything it was uh, it was a pretty fun show uh i took precaution though because i didn't want my car battery to die so i brought a little tiny fm radio with me so i didn't have to leave my car on i nice. thought you were gonna say you left your car on oh yeah and, and then my battery died and, and i brought I... a very tiny battery to try to charge it <laughs> no okay. yeah i brought I a double my battery <laughs> i had to leave my car on to charge my phone <laughs> these pop tarts um, are going to pop themselves <laughs> you don't Pop pop tarts, you toast. Well, why they call them pop tarts, David? Because they pop out of the toaster. Yeah, dumbass. Anyways, moving on. Whatever. All right. Yes. Right. Moving on. So, um, outside of that, do you think there's going to be other uh, like events that they're going to put on again? Oh, definitely. They actually they actually mentioned it at the show. They said because of how popular this showing was and how many people came out, they are definitely looking into doing more of these. And with all three showings completely booked, yeah, they're definitely going out for it. I mean, there was a news crew there and everything. It was pretty cool. Yeah, because I mean, I think a lot of people are always thinking about what is post-COVID-19 life going to look like, right? After everything is all said and done, a lot of businesses are going out because people aren't showing up to restaurants and droves, right? I mean, right now we're at, what, 25% capacity as of, you know, May 26th. Um, you know, beginning of June, we may see maybe they might increase it to 50% capacity at restaurants and stuff like that. I mean, it was already hard enough to get reservations at certain restaurants already out in LA. I yeah. couldn't imagine what any of this would be like. Um, and so that, that'd be even more crazy. But I think one of those things is it might bring back drive-in theaters. And I think that'd be a really interesting, right? Cause everybody's kind of contained in their own car. 
right? Nobody needs to worry about being, you know, six feet from each other or sharing air space and all that kind of thing. So I, I would love to see drive-in theaters come back and maybe just kind of resurrecting that movie experience, kind of like the same way the Alamo did for me. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. I so, we can go to the Tiki one in Pomona. Ooh. Wait, you know what would be really great if there was the uh, the Azusa one was back? That one was oh. huge. Oh, yeah, that one is with an actual lot and everything, right? Yeah, but they actually got bought. I think it got bought up by Azusa Pacific and they turned it into a soccer field. Boo. Yeah, but um actually there was a cool one I heard about in in Florida. Um the Dolphin Stadium is turning themselves into a, a driving theater for the time being until they have the NFL games running. Oh, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, so everybody <laughs> drives on they actually like drive onto the field and they set up with like the giant jumbotron and stuff. And I'm like is that really going to work? But I mean, I guess if they really need the revenue, they'll, they'll, they'll make it work. At some point. It's not like the dolphins are using it. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> they stuck. Um, ben, I got to ask concessions. How did that ha- How did that work? There were no they- concessions. Ooh. Ooh. Wait, so you brought yeah. your own? You got to bring your own food? Yeah, of course. I mean, I went hmm. down to uh, Lead Billy's. <laughs> uh, I brought my own wine. Actually, what they should do is they should p- partner with Postmates. That'd be pretty cool. Have right? Yeah, Postmates be- or Grubhub or something like that and say, hey, look, you know, uh, look out for this car or some, sh- I don't know. Uh, that would be really tough to figure out where people are at, but that, I think that'd be really fun to watch. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but then everyone, all the cars are pulling up all to all the other cars during the during the movie and you don't want that. Yeah, but I think that it'd, like, it'd be really entertaining. But I think at the same time, it'd be also super chaotic. But let's just play a hypothetical. If based on where you were at, was in what Fullerton, Ben? Yeah. Okay, so if you were to order Postmates or Grubhub to your car, obviously within that area, within it's got to be within like area while it's still hot. What would you have ordered for your concession? Ooh, uh, same thing as last time. Lead Billies. That was really Ooh, good. Okay. What about you, Stu? Uh, well, I guess Fullerton's kind of close to Buena Park, so Kitty Cottage. Love Letter. Oh. Or I guess Love, love Letter. Is there a Love Letter in Fullerton? No, I oh. think there's one in Buena Park, right? I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, we'll have to fact check that. But anyway, Garden Grove. Ben, I'm really glad. Yeah, Ben, glad that you had a good time at that. I kind of wish I would gotten a chance to to check that out. Um, check it out next time because they're doing more. I don't know do what know, they're going to do. Do you know next, what movie? But... All right. If you had to pick, what movie would you want it to be? Rugrats, uh, Paris. <laughs> Rugrats go to Paris. That one. Uh, Stu. Ernest uh, goes to Christmas. Excellent. All right. Moving on. Movie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ernest goes to Christmas. I don't think that's what it's called. <laughs> Ernest, okay. It's Ernest doesn't go to Christmas. Are you happy, Stu? <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. It's Ernest has a Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. It's Ernest saves Christmas. Goes Ernest to goes Christmas. to Christmas. I'm looking at IMDb, Stu. Who are you, you looking at? Was. That was a trap. I knew it. All right. Um, so we'll jump straight into our shark, Street Shark episode of this week. Street Sharks. Street Sharks. Season three, episode five. Ben, what was the name of the title? Rebel, Rebel Shark. Rebel Shark? Uh, Shark Rebels? I, I, I don't know. Okay, all I know is, I know Stu is probably going to say that he thought the last episode was the one where they spent all their budget in. I feel like this is the one that they spent all their budget in. What is up with all these uh, like montages? 
I don't know, but they, along with the montage, they really went hard. They went really hard this episode on the, on the social justice. Puns. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the shark puns, David. Social justice. Social justice shark puns. Yeah. Social no no oppression. Street wars. So what, which one was your favorite shark pun? Uh, well, I mean, there was really a lot of the same ones. They just, they were saying it a lot. And I think they even, oh, I should have wrote it down. Uh, they even said one where it was like, that, that's not even a thing. He just, they just kind of like forced it <laughs> into a wow. shot. I wish I remembered what it was, but, but there was so a lot. David, what's the synopsis of this episode? Yeah. So what happened in this episode is they received fan mail. The street sharks did in a mysterious language on, I don't know if this, they had to travel in time, but there's this place called sure. I don't know. Chernobyl. 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 It's Chernobyl. not Chernobyl. Shark Noble. It's Shark not Noble. that either. Oh, but apparently Ben's... Is it just me or is Ben's getting like more ripped by every episode? Like what? he's... Ben's. He looks, oh, he is? He looks oh, completely shredded. Yeah, he look, yeah, he's getting more jacked every single episode. It looks like he's like, you know what? I, I can't work. I can't be like staying next to these sharks and not yeah, looking I mean, juiced. So, yeah, how would you um, feel? So yeah, I'd, I feel like I'd be... You feel inferior. You'd be you'd be in the gym nonstop. Yeah. So um, in this episode, they received some fan mail from a desperate, uh, desperate boy in some other lands, calling out for the street sharks to come save him. Um, and of course, Ben saves the day with the uh, the translating thing. So they go and they find out that in Chernozi or whatever you're calling it, um, all of the people that work there and live there have been hypnotized. And uh, the child, the kid who asked for their help, um, you know, they all get pretend to be hypnotized, get captured. And then they find out their father, his father is in the containment camp. He, you know, uh, Ripster eventually escapes, comes back to get Ben's. Ben's figures out a way to be able to remove these like shock collars or sonic collars by disintegrating them, brings them back in, disintegrates it, and then takes them to go fight the uh the the evil oppressive i forgot his name he looked like not paradigm uh, yeah not paradigm Paradigm. Paradigm was not even the entire episode at all and that was uh and then there was a montage they the the street sharks or whatever i forgot it's like on the run yeah that's the one I know yeah, I, they went really hard with those spinning cards, man. Yeah. Like, holy shit. It was just like spinning <laughs> wipes everywhere. Yeah. Where's the star wipe, though? <laughs> we need more star wipes. They So uh, I think they wrote that song specifically for this episode because it's they did. Rebel it's Shark. very specific. And but I can't find it anywhere like to download because I wanted to use it as a as our interlude into uh, Street Sharks. <laughs> Well, I, I, I think this show is just, you know, a cover for someone's excuse to just put their music out there. You know? like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, man, we really need to sell our band's music. Do you think it's been on off the air for a long enough time that we don't have to worry about copyrights? No. I don't know. I don't think we've been hit by anything yet. Uh so <laughs> let's keep trying. Keep All right. um, yeah, so yeah, we keep stealing nineties. <laughs> uh, obscura uh tv show hey, i uh, mean we're watching the whole goddamn series on youtube so i don't see why like us using a, a short sample would be any worse than someone posting the entire episode what we're getting sued 
what about the source channel? No, they're they're fine. That's official. They got they got writ- express written consent from the NBA. I mean, Street Sharks. No, they didn't. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, they and end of the story is Street Sharks save the day. No way. Oh, spoiled. Oh man, uh, I want to know man, how they're what was, how they're gonna get out of this one. Uh, any uh, thoughts on this one for you guys? Wait, like the whole episode of of them was going to like pretty much a concentration camp and saving this little kid and his father, right? I think it's Chernobyl. I think it's it's big, not Chernobyl, but it's star, it's, it's starts with sure, sure something. Shark. Yeah, just call it Shark Noble. <laughs> Why did they miss that? They could have totally. Wow. They could have. Because yeah, they were too focused on the montage. So it's a concentration Rebel camp. On the run. Wait, real quick. Is this two episodes in a row with montages? Yes, um, I think that this yeah, is going to be a thing. Or was the other montage uh, like two episodes ago? I don't know. I can't remember. Shut up, Siri. Whose Siri was that? It, it wasn't Siri. It was Google who's, Assistant. Who's Alexa? Google, oh. yeah. Yeah, it was Google Assistant. Good job, yeah, Google Assistant. Sorry. This I didn't really like the title of the episode. There were some sharks. Well, okay, hear me out. Here's some other alternative titles that probably would have worked better. The Great White Shark Escape. Mm-hmm. Very Fiddler's good. List. Fin- oh. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait, one more time. Fiddler's List. Oh, that's a winner right there. <laughs> or the Shark in the High Castle. No, uh, come I on. Think Fiddler's List, list is, is <laughs> one. All right. Ben, that was your contribution for this one. Stu, what yeah. about you? You can go ahead and log off now. You're done. You can't top it. So, all right, let's let's go ahead and Pendler's pre- uh, list. Wow, oh, man. All right, let's go check in with our box office uh, rundown. I think we're still haven't gotten all the way back just yet. Um, it seems like we might be still running into. Oh no! Uh, the burnt orange heresy grossed twenty five dollars. Nice. <laughs> what? It's in one theater. Wow. Nice. What's yeah, that, that movie was called? Burnt what? The burnt orange heresy. Over Memorial Day weekend, grossed twenty five dollars. That's two people want to go see that movie. That's if they're twelve dollar tickets. Or is one person at the Alamo theater <laughs> saw it. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. But the other three completely dominated by the IFC films, uh, the Wretched. Why does it say Why does it say Mick Jagger? Is he in? Is he's he's trying to act now? Maybe he is in that. Yep. Wow. The average is average weekly pull in is uh, ten dollars. I really wish we could have seen the um, the numbers from the digital releases, like for example, Scoob and you know Trolls. You would or. Yeah. Well, I mean, what else was released straight to digital? I don't know. You just, you just, you just like the, the ch- they children's animations. They happen to both be animated films. Okay, David, watch Scoob eventually. Jesus. Okay. Yes, that was a spooky movie. <laughs> That's <laughs> your horror movie pick. Hell oh, yeah, man. Scoob. When they encountered the spooky oh, ghost. Like Scoob. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, nothing to report on the uh, box office. I think with the. Uh, all the restrictions being lifted and the quarantine being lifted, I think we might be able to start seeing some box office rundowns probably, I want to say July. We'll see. I mean, uh, was it Tenant 
recently released a trailer this uh, past week, you know, the new Christopher Nolan film. Mm-hmm. And the main purpose of the trailer was to reinforce the statement that, yes, we are still releasing in July. <laughs> so we don't give a fuck if nobody's there to see it. <laughs> Yeah, as Regal and AMC both announced that they're still closed in July. <laughs> well, it's an enclosed space. It's going to be tough anyways. But all right, um, let's go ahead and we'll skip right over that and we'll jump straight into our movie of the week. This was Ben's pick uh, for That's What I Call Cinco. Um, and this is uh, Drag Me to Hell. Go on, David. Ben. David. Yes. I did it last week. I'm not I'm not doing it. Christine Brown, a young woman in, in a oh. position at the bank <laughs> uh, who wants to make make her mark <laughs> because of her boyfriend who is in dodgeball. I don't know. It's painful. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't write anything down. <laughs> Go on, David. Justin Long. Justin uh, Long <laughs> has has an Apple computer <laughs> and an iPhone. <laughs> Do you think that was part of his contract for that movie? I where think he's so. like, I really think I'm so. kind of the Apple guy right now, so anything I do has to have Apple in it. Sorry, continue, David. Oh, yeah, David. <clears throat> Christine Brown and works and, and huh? Oh, Christine. All right, all right, over. Oh, but I'm just. Christine Brown. (laughs) Wait, wait. Let me start over. Christine Brown. Hold on. I didn't expect it to be. Why do you think I like putting you guys on the spot? It's more fun that way. All right. Stop calling. Christine Brown. Former fat woman. (laughs) (laughs) Has a lot of self esteem issues and works out to the plot. And uh, it is because that's where we get. Oh my God. Stop stalling. Stop Sorry. interjecting. I can't help it. Her arch nemesis. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> oh my god, that's an Asian guy named Stu. <laughs> an Asian guy named Stu joins the bank and is really close to hijacking her chance at a promotion to become the assistant manager or assistant to the regional manager. But when she is <laughs> wow. she is she has met with Sylvia Ganoush, who comes in asking for help. Her husband for a third name was Baba. Baba Ganoush. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And was looking for <laughs> a third extension on her home. And is thusly pitted against her and uh, in a fight oh, my God. for life. Jesus uh, Christ, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Fucking Damn it, I and, and she are you reading the synopsis? Or are you reading a summary reading of the plot? I am not. I'm <laughs> trying to put something together. He's reading a summary it, of the screenplay. No, I'm not. <laughs> and uh. then scene five, exterior sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> Celia Ganoush has been shamed by Christine, and she is cursed with a. Gypsy curse. Uh, a demon, a gypsy curse for uh, gypsies. called the Lamia, which means that she has three days to figure out how to get rid of it, or she will be, as how the to, title suggests, dragged to hell. How to lose a demon um, in three days. Wow. <laughs> alternate, alternate title. In, this com- in this coming of age movie. About- coming of age movie? <laughs> <laughs> Just- oh, it's coming. All right. <laughs> 
Now Dave is just saying this stuff. In, in this three, yeah, just everything I've ever heard of from a from a te- from a movie trailer. Um, <laughs> in this uh, self directed, self edited uh, version by Sam Raimi, um, she is uh, Christina stuck in this idea of trying to figure out who she is and if she is still a good person, even this though the, she did one bad thing. This is the longest goddamn synopsis Jesus, man. I think we've just, ever had. Woo. Yeah, we might as well just play the movie at this point. Yeah. Let's have all that so in the 18th minute. What? I guess John Madden is narrating the synopsis now. <laughs> Damn it. We're taking it back to minute 18 of the movie. <laughs> we're we're off. Start, start fucking circling all over the movie. <laughs> Chris Justin Brown got makes the film right, right here. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Boom. Effect into action. All right, so All right. I think I've, I know what the movie's about now. Yeah, yeah, David. So what would you think of the movie, David? No, I asked the questions here. I <laughs> gave the synopsis. Oh, you're right. Okay, Dude. so David, what would you think of the movie? What? <laughs> Dude, what did you think of the movie? I, well, for the sake of moving forward, I'm just going to stop roasting David. And, uh, let's okay, see. fine. Uh, I know. I don't want to, but, uh, you know. All right. David Are rambled on for like 20 minutes. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I mean, this is it's one of those movies that um, I remember when it first came out, I wasn't really like interested in seeing it. And I don't even I don't think I ever saw it in theaters. Uh, and I, I think I saw it just on TV or something. And then I realized like, oh, this was actually I, I thought the whole premise in the title was silly for going into it. Like, what a silly name for a movie, Drag Me to Hell. Who's who who is that's like someone saying they want to be dragged to hell. Uh, but I digress. But yeah, I thought the premise in the or at least what I knew of the premise was silly going into it. But then I was like, oh, this is actually not bad. It's got the silly it got a lot of silly, uh, the silly kind of uh, I don't want to call them gimmicks, but like um, effects or like, like, you know, Sam, I think Sam Raimi is known for um, which, you know, for appreciate i was very much uh, appreciated by me and then uh i like i really liked um kind of the t- the kind of the dark turn it takes because there's a lot of the movie that has like a lot of this kind of like bright cheery atmosphere but then it takes this really kind of dark turn so uh i i i didn't enjoy this movie again watching it again so, um i give it uh probably like a seven and a half okay what about you ben oh boy uh well, this type of movie, this genre, like horror comedy, right? Like, um, you don't see too many of these nowadays, you know? Like, it's really hard to find, like, a movie that kind of stands next to these types of movies. Oftentimes, I'll see a movie that's, like, either, like, a straight horror film with some flakes of comedy or some or, or a comedy with some sprinkles of horror. But you, you don't really have something that's able to balance them so perfectly like a Sam Raimi horror movie. It's like really chaotic. It's really off the walls. It doesn't take itself too seriously, but at the same time it does. It's it's weird. It's like a roller coaster of a movie with a stupidly good ending. Like I can't get over how good the ending was when I first saw it. And it's still the same the second time I watch it. The scares that are in the movie are just 
so good with its great sound design that kind of fit wonderfully with the soundtrack and the icing on top of this fucking perfect cake is how fucking funny it was i'm a little bit biased in my review on this it was the first horror film i've ever watched on my own like up until senior year of high school i was still fucking scared of jurassic park one (laughs) my friend it was the jello the jello you were afraid of the jello scene all right you know fuck you let me finish all right let me finish and then we can talk about jurassic park one all right we have to go faster have to go faster have to go faster dude his arm came up he got eaten on a toilet all right it's scary were you unable to go to the bathroom for like six months after you saw it my friends invited me to go see this movie and i didn't want to flake on them so i said yes it was something that scared the shit out of me like so bad but i distinctly remember having a great time because of all the comedic notes you know it it was something that you know had all these great jump scares but at the same time it was so fucking ridiculous and so grotesque it was just like you couldn't help but laugh afterwards are we still talking Uh, about jurassic park Yes, we're still talking about Jurassic Park. No, fuck no. <laughs> Not talking about all the Velociraptors eating that poor man. Jurassic Park was fantastic. Is that your horror movie pick, David? Hell yeah. Apparently, since you just revealed that it's your kryptonite. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyways, going back to Drag Me to Hell, I still think about this movie to this day. My first time. I have a picture of it next to my bed. When I get really drunk, I send it a text, even though I know I shouldn't. I wonder if it still thinks of me. 10 out of 10. Wow. Wow. What did you think, David? Um, I don't care. <laughs> Six out of 10. Wow. Oof. Ben's going to fight you. Oof. Don't worry. I know how to dislocate his arms. That's true. So do I. <laughs> <laughs> Ben, before we fight, you look a little warm. Maybe you, take that jacket off. Ben, before we get fighting, can you help me get this off the top shelf? Oh yeah. <laughs> no, actually, uh, actually, I gave it a seven out of ten. Um, the reason being is that's the number of times I jumped um, during this movie. Wait, um, so was this the first time you saw it, uh, David? Yes, this is the first time I've ever seen it. Uh, but I know about Sam Raimi's work in general, just. I know how much Ben likes Sam Raimi mm-hmm. stuff, so I kind of went in with some expectations. And actually, it took a lot of turns I was not expecting. I mean, obviously, the movie's slightly it's dated because um, I'm sure if he had better special effects, he would have done a lot of diff- other different things. But I think that also is the reason why it has this charm. I mean, I'm not going to give it a ten out of ten because this is not usually a genre I would watch. Because um, yes, I am a scaredy cat, so. Um, that usually gets knocked down a, at least a you know point, and then um, I did not think it was. Uh, I, I saw a lot of. I was expecting a lot more of Justin Long. That's it. Okay. <laughs> I lost a few two points because of that. Yeah, um, where's the Windows guy? <laughs> I am a Mac, and I'm a PC. So it, I think the reason why I definitely enjoyed this more than some of the other horror films I've watched before is most of the fact is that. Um, the, the director's uh, Sam Raimi's direction was instead of trying to gross you out, he just wanted to shock you, which is a completely different like s- style than what we saw when we saw it chapter two. 
right? It Chapter 2 was just trying to, they would just constantly just keep hitting you with jump scares, hoping that something would land, right? I feel like the timing here was perfect. Like, it was like the moments that you felt the most calm, kind of like what you were talking about, Stu, is like there was these moments where it was like, oh, it's very cheery, like upbeat, and then and then it sinks you so deep into this, like this darkness. And then it pull. And then as soon as you think it's, it's, it's over, it's done, pulls you right back out. So I think like having that type of just uh, contrast um, made it for a more enjoyable uh, movie. So yeah, seven out of 10. Dude, so for, a, for, a, for a horror film that's huge for you guys okay that's like a, that's like a 10 out of 10 for if it were an animated movie oh yeah. if it was an animated movie it's a 12 out of 10 <laughs> because you can do so many things when your imagination is the only uh only bottleneck or whatever it's so called. how long did it take you to watch it when you had to like pause it because you got too scared and then you had to come back to it um i had to i I watched it through one sitting. I probably paused it how, twice to get up to get something to drink. Through how many fingers did you watch this movie from? Oh, I watched <laughs> it through, through the middle of my palm of my hand. <laughs> oh, so not at all then. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, remember that really scary moment that happened at Remember when it was all black? <laughs> <laughs> the entire movie. Um, I thought his direction was really good based on just like the actors that he had, he had picked. Um, there's something that I, uh, this might be spoilers on. So, all right, well, if is there anything else you guys want to mention, uh, beforehand, just to summarize, Stu gave it a seven. I gave it a seven and a half and a half. And then Ben gave it a 10, 10 star Wars episode nine yeah, out of 10. <sighs> Nine out of ten. All right, uh, we're gonna go straight to the. We're gonna go into the uh, spoiler zone. But before we do that, Stu, do you know what movie we will be watching as part of? That's what I call Cinco's Volume Two. I do. Um, and actually, I've, there's kind of two options, and I'm not sure Any which one now, to pick Stu. because one of them would be another Sam Raimi movie, and I, I don't know if if you guys are down for that or if you want to do something completely. Not well, not just something not Sam Raimi. Dude, this is your choice. You do what you want. Uh, Shit. Well, okay. So the problem is poorly. Me and Ben will be relentless. Okay. Yeah. So the problem I have right now with this decision (laughs) is that the movie I'm thinking of, one of the movies I'm thinking of, I haven't seen it in a long time. And if this is supposed to, this is supposed to be like the best of the best, right? That we think, right? Or something close to you, you know, some something you think really fits into this category. That you know, it really stands out. Oh, okay. Um, to like personally, not necessarily like objectively. Yeah, I mean, if it was objectively, then I would have picked the thing. But oh, I don't okay. think you would have enjoyed that. <laughs> I like the thing. You do? I love that no, movie. What are you talking about? <laughs> All right, I retract. Drag me to hell. We're watching the thing. All no, right, too late. You already used your your choice. Okay. Uh. Well, shit. <laughs> You uh, choose the thing. <laughs> I was going to, but if we're, I'm trying to keep it with the premise here, if that's what I call Cinco's, um, if that's the case, I'm going to say if it's something David personal to me, thing. yeah, no, um, I'm going it's to cute. movie I'm going to pick is is called um, 
It's called Dead Silence. Oh, is that the the, the puppet one? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I have because not seen that one. Really? Okay, cool. I and I doubt David's seen it. So, uh, yeah, Dead Silence. That's gonna be the All one. Right. So if you don't want to, you don't want to hear anything spoiled about Drag Me to Hell, even though the movie came out in Ben, what year? Two thousand eight or nine. nine. I can't remember. Yep. You haven't seen it in the last ten years, but you don't want it spoiled because you want to see, you know, see the movie before we review it. Um, go ahead, and we'll catch you on the next one. Uh, next week we'll be covering Dead Silence. Uh, Yes, Stu, you're correct. I have never seen it. Um, I'm pretty sure I could pick any horror movie in in like 99% of 99 out of 100 times. uh, You wouldn't have seen it. Um, 99.9. Also, do you think we're I don't mean, I don't know. Not that I really care, but do you think we might be blowing our load a little too early on horror movies uh, when October's is going to be rolling around just in a few months? I don't think there's enough horror movies in October. We're doing one more. No movie and then we're switching to something no, okay fine shut up <laughs> i don't think you understand how this works Stuart. i don't <laughs> <laughs> all right spoiler zone i'm just gonna let you sit in it i'm gonna stick your nose in it all right look no you're done. bad look what you're done where's the spray bottle <laughs> wait uh somebody else want to call joe before call. we come in the spoiler zone I'll I mean, call him. Maybe he'll maybe he'll answer me. He doesn't. Even, he's never even seen this movie. I am Joe's favorite, but after all, that'd be Wait, funny. Like he has all of us on Do Not Disturb, but Stu gets in. All right, here we go. Your call has been nope. Straight to <laughs> straight to voicemail. Hey Joe, it's Stuart, your favorite Cinco from Dose and a Half Cinco's podcast. Uh, we're here about to jump into the spoiler zone. Just thought we'd let you know. Uh, okay, hope your nap is going well. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. This nap. Wow. All right. Well, that was your uh, Joe break for for yeah. today. I think Joe we're watched. just this yeah. The Joe watch twenty twenty. Yeah, Ben will call him um, again before we wrap up. Yeah. All right, let's go into the spoiler zone, guys. Guys, Get dragged into the spoiler zone. Dragged into the spoiler zone. Are you dummy? <laughs> Dude, I was going to say, I don't know why, in any context, doesn't matter what it is, if someone's crying out a Udame, I it's just, I can't, it's, I just find it funny. Like, it could be like the most desperate real life situation. And if they're screaming it at the top of their lungs, I'll just be like, <laughs> I, I don't know why. It's just. All right, what, what well, was if I'm ever getting shot or something, I remember not to yell out Ayuda. <laughs> yeah. Why and would you that do... be the first thing you yell? I don't know. That's just where yeah, my mind the... goes, all right? If I got shot, <laughs> Spanish, all right? Yeah, blood loss, he's not thinking straight. Spanish. Or if you want if you want me to, you know, maybe if you want me to, you know, not be, you know, passing out from the sight of you being shot and blood everywhere, you want to make me laugh. Yeah, then uh, maybe that's yeah. And I'll start laughing and I'll be distracted. That's how it goes. So. That's how the pain meter goes. Blood loss, <laughs> Spanish. I Main thought it was <laughs> Chinese. Ni hao. You say say help me in Chinese, but all right. Um, how do you I say help me in Chinese, David? Help me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ayúdame. Okay. Ayúdame. Uh, so I thought it was interesting at the beginning. 
when they were translating everything else in Spanish into English, they translated the name Juan, but they did not translate anything else. Like a bunch of other parts, like when they were screaming, when he was screaming Ayudame, they didn't translate that part. So if you didn't know that in Spanish, how would you know that's what he was screaming? Everyone knows it's a universal. We just, it's help me in any language except English is Ayudame. Yeah. I need to start. I, I just realized I need to start preparing um, synopsises just in case I get thrown under the bus again. Because again. I was going to say, Stu is not afraid to crunch the numbers and make the tough decisions. Wow. Wow. Stu, <laughs> the only you, Asian you guy with the last name Ruben. I know. What the fuck? What is that? Stu Rubin. Stu this Rubin. movie was so progressive and and forward thinking that we don't even see race. See, we cast the Asian guy whose last name is a, a sandwich. Uh, <laughs> Stu Rubin. Last Stu name is Cuban. Cuban Rubin. Wow. That's um, that's part part of the reason why I couldn't take that whole arc seriously because there's the Asian guy's name Stu Rubin. And anyone I know, well, named I mean, Stu a lot of it, total you can really take seriously. Yeah. I mean, he was always crying about his dad and shit. You weren't supposed to take it seriously, right? Right? Yeah, what an unlikable character. Yes, anyone named yeah, Stu. I mean, nobody likes people named Stu. Every yeah, Stu. That's Assholes. Right. Especially if they're Asian. <laughs> <laughs> or half Asian. <laughs> um, oh, did you guys know that uh, originally Christine was originally casted as Ellen Page. Damn, I would have loved that movie even that much more. Holy mm-hmm. shit. I think that would have been really interesting. I think because that was like some around the same time that they she started kind of getting big, right? Around like uh, when she shot Juno and all that other stuff. X-Men. Yeah, too. But I could not unsee uh, Justin Long as the Mac guy or the guy from Dodgeball. Well, I mean, every time he was in, the first thing he was introduced, just surrounded by Apple. So uh, <laughs> that's what the professors always use. Do they? Do they? <laughs> Do they? He's a philosophy professor, right? I can't remember. I know he's a professor. Oh, he's an anthropology. Is he an anthropology major? Is that what you majored in, David? That's right. That's why it's useless. Wow. Yeah, you could have been short round. Okie dokie, Doc Jones. All right. Um, <laughs> Stu, if you were haunted, it, you probably did something. Yep. <laughs> So it turns out my house is on top of a Native American burial ground. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess it depends on the person. I mean, you know, I, I think of one of you as very reasonable, and I would check that out. This isn't the token I was I gave you. Oh, no. Ben, nice new button. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah, you, you probably dropped it in my house. But, okay, so here's the thing. This is the part that I had to suspend was if she knew that to buy more time, why didn't she just think to give the button to her boyfriend and then they would have another three days to start this over again. Well, she didn't know anything about that, right? She didn't know about she like, did. re-gifting it. I don't think it was mentioned that you, you get another three days once you gift it. No, yeah. because they, it, it says that whoever gets gifted in three days, they get dragged to hell. Yeah, but she didn't know that you can re-gift the, the item. She learned that after she learned that on the final night and she asked why she didn't. Why he didn't tell her before, and he said he didn't want to be an accomplice. Oh, to being tortured for forever or whatever. Yeah, he said he doesn't want to be an accomplice. But at the same time, she saw the button at the very, very, very end before she falls backwards, right? And she's in disbelief and stuff like that. Why wasn't her first thought? Okay, I need to buy more time. 
I'm going to give this button to you. I don't think it buys to time. Go... I think it just. Oh, at three days, it doesn't matter who hands. It's kind of like a hot potato. Whoever ends up with it. Right. Yeah. So he would have been dragged to hell. Although I don't think I still don't. With even all his Apple still... products. No way. <laughs> Absolutely not. Save me. Save me, Steve Jobs. Um, <laughs> I don't think uh, because it wasn't made a formal gift to Justin Long that it still wouldn't have counted as gifting it to him. Like he wouldn't have yeah. been, he still wouldn't have, even though he had it in his hand, it still wasn't. No, she could have said, I formally gift you this. And he says, I formally accept that. He's like, yeah, sure. Okay. And then just gets dragged to hell. Well, apparently the people were asking about a sequel to this movie. Would you guys have wanted a sequel to this about like Justin Long, maybe spending the next 10 years learning about the occult and trying to figure out a way to get her back and, Summoning the Lamia and blah 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 and that stuff. If it's directed by Sam Raimi, hell yeah. But no, if sure. not, no, hell no. And possibly not Justin Long. Um, it's my that's my opinion. Chris <laughs> Chris Hemsworth replaces Justin Long. I'm fine with that. <laughs> Tyler Rake and Drag Me to Hell too. Um, drag me from hell. Apparently, extraction. extraction. Oh my God, extraction. <laughs> I have to Boom. extract someone from hell. <laughs> Perfect. We got it. Send it yep, to Netflix. We got it. All right. Um, any other thoughts, guys, before we go and wrap this one up? Uh, I what do want to say thoughts? that. Yeah. What, what are my thoughts, David? We already know you love the film. Nobody really cares. I do care, David. That's the I only care. person that cares about it. All right. Good. Then we have a majority vote. All right. Anyways, <laughs> uh, I. I do think that the ending is something that's kind of always stuck with me, even when the, the actually, no, this is the fourth time I see it. Never mind. It's not the second. It's the fourth. Uh, the ending was so fucking perfect. It's like this happy moment, right? It gets really super drawn out for the final moment, minutes of the film. Everything is happy. You know, everything's going right for Christine. You know, she gets the job. You know, Stu is pretty much fired from her job. She gets to go on that trip with Justin Long. You know, and she's gonna get proposed to. She gets that stupid dress. Everything's great, and then we get to the fucking peak of this roller coaster movie, where it goes to a fucking drop that happens within the span of a few seconds, and it just becomes so much more horrific as the seconds pass on. I mean, first you get the revelation that she never got rid of the button, and then she fucking falls into the tracks with the shot of the train approaching. She's dead. GG, you know, like the train's going to come run over her and kill her. The end. But no, it keeps piling on. Hell fucking opens up as the train passes over and starts dragging her down with like literal hands just like reaching for her. Is that it? No, you fucking see her flesh rot away and her skull open up and you see her final moments on Earth with this hauntingly good shot of Justin Long. Like, I can't really put into words how much I love that shot, but it is something of the look of utter disbelief anguish sadness and regret that he has his eyes his face red with tears escaping it's definitely that that scene is definitely something that still sticks with me today like everything that you said Stu, about his um his immediate dismissal of everything that's happening to christine you know he still doesn't really even believe it towards the end even when he lends her that ten thousand dollars to go do that seance thing right he doesn't even come in with her he doesn't really have he just knows that's important to her but he doesn't believe that it's something real wait didn't he want to go in but then they told him not to yeah but i mean it was something that he didn't really fight too hard about it was just like 
yeah like he's like oh thank god i don't have to go in (laughs) yeah pretty much it's it's like he doesn't want to really deal with this and it's something that i think really compounds at the end when he finally sees her fucking you know flesh just being dragged down to hell that it is that sense of utter disbelief and just you know regret that overcomes him that's overflowing with him and i don't even know how they did it you know like the the idea of this shot of him you know snot nose tears pouring down mm-hmm. his face like completely red it's just like everything that she has been telling him this whole movie was actually true and he is that fucking asshole that let it happen yep it it is such a fucking great ending you know it's not something that you know i, I don't know it, it, a lot of horror movies you know the, i mean the the protagonist gets killed off or something and their their, their soul is haunted something stupid right but no, her fucking flesh and her soul is just ripped apart right in front of you. You know, it is something that they mention in the film. And I don't think a lot of films do a great job at this at really portraying what happens. But that shot of her and her fucking skull just being visible and her eyes is pouring out of her skull. That was so fucking good. Yeah, I think that was one of the most horrific scenes for me was seeing her face like that, like getting burned flesh getting burned or pulled away and just having her skull there with her eyes just like pleading like still as if there's still some chance that she could be saved yeah that was like oof it is the ultimate i i i think this is definitely one of the most perfect endings to a film there has ever been you know that gut punch of an ending it is so fucking good and i am really sad there's not yeah it's not a, a movie like this out there today you know i can't name another movie that has come out in the past five years that have really that's really matched this for a horror movie extract me from hell extract (laughs) me from hell well we still need to make it so let's pull that money in all right go fund us on gofundme for (laughs) extract me to hell starring chris hemsworth and that when we get back I'll say this though. This is one of the reasons why I docked at some points. Although I do, and I, but I'm not docking the ending for it because it's a really good mm-hmm. ending. Um, is that the whole time when she first she first gets the button? Um, you know, she first learns about gifting the button. She goes and she digs up the gypsy, and ha- you know she has it in her envelope, or she she gets it mixed up in the car, and she thinks everything's fine. And the whole time I started thinking about, and I I didn't start thinking about this till the, this uh, recent uh, viewing was that. Like, I can't walk out of the house without checking my pockets 10 times for stuff that I know is already there. And it's like, I just couldn't think, I just kept thinking, like, for something this important, I would, I would have checked it like 10,000 times, making sure that that goddamn button was where it needed to be. Yeah, not and a quarter. She did not look at it once. Once it was in the yep. envelope, that was it. That was, that was it. No more. It was there. And I just, I couldn't get over it. Yeah, that, She's not the smartest person. Just fucking check the. Just look. And so I will say, say there, there was another scene that really stuck out with me from the first time I saw it, even to this time, ten years later. That fucking time when the guy licks the envelope closed. I don't know what about it, but man, that lick was sensual. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know Neither. why he sold the fuck out of licking that envelope. I, I remember the first time I saw him, I'm like, damn, that is one central ass lick. Ten years later, I'm still thinking the same thing. Damn, he really licks that envelope. <laughs> I, 
I think in the in the in the uh, the DVDs um, bonus features, they showed like casting uh, calls for it, and specifically <laughs> for that role, it was just they handed them an envelope and uh, saw how they licked it. <laughs> he got the, he did the best one. He did. What? Wait, what happened to that guy? I felt like he was yeah. in a lot of big movies and he just disappeared. Yeah, I was like, oh, he's in uh, what's the Inception? Yeah. Mm. Okay, I don't know. Mm, whatever. What about you, Dave? What was your scariest moment in the movie? Yeah, David. The credits. Those are was it scary. the title screen, David? No, I think it was when she was uh, at home by herself. And um, she was baking the cake. And then, like, all of a sudden stuff started just happening around the house. I was expecting for it to kind of be one of those, like, oh, it's just, it's, actually just the wind kind of thing and then it actually turned i was like the the fact that they don't show you exactly what the lamia looks like that was probably the scariest thing is that like you didn't get to actually it was like this invisible foe throughout the movie that just kind of kept showing up and then there was the um portion with the uh, uh sylvia ganoush uh she turns into the um what's that thing called the uh the handkerchief, the handkerchief. yeah and then, like, it ends up, like, showing up in the back of her car. I was like, for some reason, I was prepared. And I was like, she's going to be right behind her. I know for a fact she's going to be right behind her. And it still scared the crap out of me. I was like, yeah. So, yeah, those were yeah, two really big jumps for me. Yeah, that was a good That was a good jump. Uh, yeah. Because it, it was interesting. It wasn't, like, a quick jump. Because there's, like, a few beats where you're just staring at a shadowy figure. And her face kind of slowly is revealed. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't even a like, yeah, it was a very slow reveal. It was like your eyes are really tracked onto that handkerchief just flowing in the wind and it slowly pans over the back seat and you're not expecting it, but it's not a jump scare. It's just something that you weren't expecting. I was expecting it and it still scared me. (laughs) (laughs) It's always like the, it's always the, the, Heart, you know, quote unquote, harmless household items or whatever that's supposed to be like, oh, it's whatever it is. And then, no, you're supposed to trust that it's a normal thing. And I'm like, no, that's exactly why I don't trust it. And it still scared me anyway. Well, don't worry, David. We got two more weeks of this. Two more weeks. And we get to veto your vote or your choice <laughs> if, it, if it's ass. Nope. Yeah, if it's, if it's we're not, not doing Scooby Doo on Zombie Island or whatever. All right. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> Or scary movie or, three. A monster I like to. I was gonna say scary movie three. It has the name in the title. As much as <laughs> I, mean, I would I like look- that, I'm not gonna let you weasel your way out of it. Okay, that means that you guys won't be able to weasel your way out of the animated series. <laughs> it's just gonna be Angry Birds two every week. Angry Birds <laughs> one, Angry Birds two, and an Angry Bird is Christmas. It's actually <laughs> Angrier Birds Christmas. Wow! Wow! Hey, I think we need All to right, check in with Joe again. All right, go ahead, Ben. What? What? Give him a ring. See if he uh, wants to help us close this one out. <sighs> okay, let's this. Okay, Joe Walsh. I have a Pretty feeling there. he actually might answer at this point. Your call has been forwarded nope. to an... Nope. <laughs> no, you have to leave a message. At the tone, please record your message. When you've finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Well, Joe, you messaged me 
furiously last night asking me if you could be part of this. And here we are at the end of the episode. So I hope you're happy. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even say bye. <laughs> hey, me and Stu are joking about being mad. I think we Grand might have struck a, struck a nerve mad with right now. Anyways, <laughs> end of the episode. Let's wrap this up. All right. Well, um, God damn it, Joe. Why'd you message me, man? <laughs> I just called yeah, back. You, you set Ben up. Because we were all expecting for you to be here. We had a bit all ready to go for you. And we don't get to do it. And the world will never know. Because we will probably forget by next week. So um, so this has been another episode of Dos Naf Cinco's. As always, I have been your host, David. And I'm Stuart. And I'm Ben. And Joe, we are supremely disappointed in you for not being supreme. able to join us. Yeah, supreme. Um, but make sure to uh, tip your Reiki masters. Uh Try to stay socially distant, wash your hands, and uh, we'll see you guys on the next one. Okay, bye. bye.